Welcome to the very first episode of the Scaling Creative Podcast. I feel like this is the perfect day for the birth of the podcast because it's Scott's birthday. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday. So now, however many days this is released after March 29th, you know that's how long our post-production took. So thank you for putting the pressure on us. It will not be my birthday I by the time you watch this. Was, I was thinking about that. I was like, should I not say this? Too late. But We are in it now. We are, we are in it. Um, okay, so who all is here? Can we really briefly yep. say? My name is Pablo. I work with Scaling Creative. Mm-hmm. Always have and always will. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's we hope right. so. What do you do, Pablo? Um, I do a lot of filming. I do a lot of editing. And I spe- try and speak into things when, when I'm asked to. So <laughs> I've been with Scott for a couple of years now. And I'm loving it. It's super fun. And you are the senior citizen around here. Dude, the <laughs> <be> vet. <laughs> Even though you are the youngest. I am the youngest. <laughs> 25 years old and not single. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and to my right. Hi, Mindy. So I've Mindy. Been, wor- yeah. been working with Scaling Creative since January. Mm-hmm. So do a lot of the creative design stuff. The brand master. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. And the organizational queen. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we have ideas, but we cannot think of any sort of structure. Yeah. We're like, Mindy. <laughs> She's the system. Help. Gal. Help. Yeah. yeah. Who are you, Michaela? I have been with Scaling Creative. You are the newest. I am the newest. Yeah. I'm the newest one. <sighs> yeah. I am Scott's right hand gal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ben. Well, when did Scaling Creative actually start? Do we have an official start? According to the LLC filing, it was February. February. Because when Pennsylvania accepted it as a LLC. Mm -hmm. But January, it essentially started. Yeah. Yeah. So. And who are you? What's your role here? um, (laughs) I I oversee you, knuckleheads. That's about it, though. Yeah, exactly. That's about it. Um, I like to think that I'm the, well, I'm I'm the owner, but I really don't like to feel like it's like my way or the highway. But at the end of the day, obviously, it is my role and responsibility because Mm -hmm. it's my my company to make sure that any decision is Mm -hmm. kind of overseen. But I like to feel like everyone. The reason we're all talking in a podcast together yeah. is because I think good ideas come from people mm-hmm. and not one person. Yeah. So I think everyone here has brought a lot to that mm-hmm. that idea table. Mm-hmm. And I like it that way. It just seems to make more sense. Yeah. I think it's important to, like, as a team to just share ideas. You know, if, mm-hmm. if Mindy has an idea and I have an idea, we each individually have one. But if we share it, we each have two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And yet everyone's perspective is different. And that's why I think yeah. the podcast will be good this way. So today we're going to be discussing the power of creating content, mm-hmm. which is really, I mean, we are the content creation company. That's right. And so I thought that this would be a good topic for us to really start off with. So whether it's for a business or for a personal brand, I kind of want to be able to touch on two. But let's first talk about just the why behind it. Scott, why do you think that brands should create content and put it out there? Yeah, I mean, I think we're in a world where there's so much sales happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there's you're being bombarded everywhere you look with advertisements on Facebook and billboards and radio everywhere. 
And it's important that you show up more than somebody else does because at the end of the day, you can run as many ads as you want, but you only have so much effectiveness if no one knows who you are. Mm. And so I really think that that's kind of what birthed this idea of the content creation company because I don't think it's like, oh, it's now. Right now, I think the word content is getting thrown around like it's the big word. But I think it's an important word because 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it's going to be even more important Mm -hmm. that you have a brand because as it goes to a voice-only world, it's going to be changing so much and brand is going to be huge. So I just think it's important to show up. If you don't show up, no one's going to actually purchase what you actually are trying to sell when you Mm -hmm. really want to do it. So, And this might seem like a really simple question, but what is content? What does that word make up? Content to me is like it doesn't necessarily have an intended purpose in every single thing that is released. Mm. It's the idea of like you look at an ad campaign. Someone is like, we're going to put a budget and we're going to pre-script, and we're going to do all this kind of stuff, and on this date, we're going to release this ad. Content is entirely the opposite. Content is like, it should get edited, and it should be out. Mm. It should get edited, it should be out. It should be on this, it should be on that. It should just come out continuously, continuously Mm. coming out with content. That is kind of how I see it. So I don't know what the definition is, but that's kind of what we try to get people to understand. It's just content is like nonstop. Mm-hmm. it's the idea of just continuously showing up more than someone else. That's, I guess that's the best way to kind of think about it. Yeah. Anybody, I mean, I kind of think of it too as so much of content is education. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be. It can it right. be. Yeah, yeah. Like a piece of it mm-hmm. is definitely education, but I don't know when, when you guys think of content, does anything come to mind? Yeah. I'd say with content, the way I've looked at content, I think it's kind of a threefold thing. It's something that you should always be, doing and so in three different ways so the first thing is obviously you have to capture content then you have to edit content in whatever form that may be video audio graphic design whatever it may look like and then it's the third form of it is actually posting the content so it's it's content all the way through but Mm -hmm. it's like you have to actually go through those steps for it to be something of value to people that are outside of your doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always look at content as that kind of a thing. And, and yeah, I think content, like you said, can be educational. I think it can be just bring awareness mm-hmm. to the name that you have as a business or as mm-hmm. a brand or whatever. Um, but I think it's something that people don't understand the power of because it should be something that's constantly happening at all times um, without question. That's my Yeah, and when you're talking about capturing content, it's just capturing what you do. Yeah. Right. Like, yes. Your content is what you do. Mm-hmm. People overthink, like, what what would it be about? Well, what do you do? Yeah. That's what content is. Yeah. It's video. <laughs> like, and, and it content is not just video. That's what I always want people to understand. Like, content, obviously, video is our primary, mm-hmm. but it's not just video content. If mm-hmm. you're not good on video, it should be written word. If you're not mm-hmm. good in written word, it should be a podcast. If you're not mm-hmm. good, there's a medium for what you do. Right. But if your company can have a bunch of different people that do a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. then it should be everything. Yeah. Sometimes I think that when it comes to content and all the different ways you can put out content, so many people and, and brands, like they're not good at that aspect, which you don't have to be good at something. That's when you delegate. I was just thinking like content is, is like, to me, it's like content is whatever your idea is mm-hmm. and whatever your um, your thoughts are, your what you're trying to communicate with others, and it's putting it in 
to whatever way to share, to get that message out and share with others. Right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, you know, it could be an inspirational quote to you that really mm -hmm. motivates you. It could be um, sharing a picture of something that happened. It could be, it's, it's that it, it's anything like mm -hmm. anything that you share with other people to share your message out, whatever, whatever that is, whether yeah. it's um, a movement, whether it's a, your business and you're sharing mm -hmm. your, you know, your brand and mm -hmm. what you do and trying to get people to come in your door, whether it's like mm -hmm. educating people, it's whatever it is. And the more you think about it that way, the more less pressure it takes on like, what should our next piece of content be? Right. Just don't overthink it. Mm -hmm. Just put out a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I think to that point, I think the lie that a lot of people that I've heard think or that they say is like the reason why they don't do it is because they think that, oh, the stuff that like I do, nobody will have interest in. Or the stuff that I do, like I don't think it's that interesting altogether. Like, you know what I mean? The people believe those things. And it's mm -hmm. just funny because there's literally an audience for every single Absolutely. thing. And I think that's something that people need to understand that it's not even about necessarily an audience, it's about you putting out value mm -hmm. and then the, the, that will bring the right kind of attention back to what you're doing, I think. Yeah, if you think no one has an audience, you probably shouldn't have started that business in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the, yes, exactly right. <laughs> I can't even agree with that more. I feel like what I could do, no one can use. <laughs> I want to start a business about around that. Like, yes. It let's makes do, a lot of let's sense. Let's do that. Uh, okay. So when a brand is thinking about, you know, getting their message out there and creating content, do you have any tips for maybe what are the first couple of things that they should do? What I always get people to think about is like, what are things people always ask you in your industry? Because I think that that is a great place to start mm -hmm. because it is hard to add it out of nowhere. Think about when people are like, oh, how much we put out, you know, as much as you possibly can. They're like, well, what would we put out? Mm -hmm. And you, you can start with just answering questions that people like always ask. You get asked the same questions in every industry all the time, mm -hmm. the same 50 questions, all new customers come in. Mm -hmm. And the best way to sell is you answer, a, like you solve a problem that people are looking to have fixed. Mm -hmm. That's how you get people to buy something. Right. And so if the problem is someone wants to know how, what their tire pressure should be on their car, well, your video should be the one that is explaining to them what it should be so that they now see you as a valuable resource in the industry. Mm -hmm. So it's just solving a problem. And so if you can't think of anything to actually creatively think of, mm -hmm. literally just answer nonstop questions that you see people comment on all the time mm -hmm. about those things or search YouTube around your industry and just watch what people are talking about. Yeah. And just, and just put stuff out. Yeah. That's how it's, that's the easiest way I think to start. Yeah. And then you can obviously get more creative and when you have a more creative team around you, when you have, more unique ideas then that's great too mm -hmm. but don't let the creative like cripple you from the beginning or else mm -hmm. you'll never start yeah and you'll be waiting until you have the perfect idea mm -hmm. and then the idea won't come i think that's the thing so many people wait for the perfect thing to put out instead of just just producing mm -hmm. it and just putting mm -hmm. it out there that's because they're worried about what people think yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think the biggest thing too that people think like even if you don't answer questions or even if you don't do any of that stuff, like every business does something. Film that and mm -hmm. record yourself doing that and talk about that. Like I feel like even you have I think a friend that's like a chiropractor mm -hmm. and like who would think 
anything in chiropractic, like chiropractic like stuff, like is interesting. But he literally documents like what he's doing mm-hmm. and his that this people that he's dealing with or whatever. Obviously, you know, and certain things are confidential. But he just talks about what he does, mm-hmm. and he knows his stuff the best because he is that. Mm-hmm. And so I think people think like, oh, what I do is not interesting, or what I do, you know, I don't know, like nobody's going to care about. But I think that it's important to understand that your everyday is someone else's. Like it's revolutionary to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It can be revolutionary to somebody right. else. So I think you're normal. It's also has sometimes to important. To, you have to educate people that what you even do is important mm-hmm. without selling. Yeah. Like your first job as a chiropractor is educating people on why they should see one. Mm-hmm. So if you can't think of like what to talk about, well, at the minimum, it's mm-hmm. talk about what happens for people that don't ever get adjustments or people right. that have a job where they're always sitting down with a crouched back, like mm-hmm. it's important. So it's just educating in general. That's yeah. the first step, education. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you are the person that people go to for education, like then, because you say this all the time, when somebody can think of you, then they're going to go to you naturally. Mm-hmm. You haven't sold them anything. You mm-hmm. didn't end with some type of sales pitch. Mm-hmm. But when they think of you, like that is branding. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you sit down at a, a restaurant and you say, can I have a Coca-Cola or mm-hmm. can I have a Coke? You don't say, can I have a soda? Mm-hmm. That's brand. Right. And they've done that obviously for a long time, but there's right. a lot of, you know, you ask for a Kleenex. Mm-hmm. You you Those don't always tissue. say a tissue. Like yeah. that's brand. And yep. that is going to become unbelievably important when you're not looking at a list of options and you're doing it with A-L-E-X-A, which I don't want to say because she'll listen and start talking to me yeah. in the background. Your voice devices that are around your house. Like, you better hope they actually say your name when they want to order and not just a product because the person who pays the most is going to be the one that wins Mm -hmm. unless they say your brand, then Mm -hmm. you are the choice. So, like, it's unbelievably important to build brand, I think, more than ever because 10 years from now, if you don't have brand, you're screwed. So how do people, when they think of branding – where should they start with that? Like, is it, I guess when I think of a brand, I, my first thing is logo that, that I think of, but brand and branding is so much more than just that. But I don't know, what are, what are some of the key components to building a, a strong brand? You're a good brand with brand. <laughs> yeah. You could talk about it a little bit. But I, I think logo is one of them though. I think, yeah, that I is think important. a strong logo, but I think it's also not everything. I think people try mm. to communicate their whole entire message with their logo. logo, but then people forget that Macy's and a star. Like there's there's brands like mm. there's no connection, you know, Starbucks and a mermaid. I mean, how do those how does coffee and mermaid go together? I mean, yeah. it's just it's not like and so I think sometimes it's like it's more about who you are and what you're trying to communicate with others mm-hmm. is the most important thing. There's a lot of things that go into it and so I mm-hmm. think it's just beyond the logo. It's 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 how your overall image shows through. It's At least for me, I associate brand with an experience. Mm-hmm. So if like someone a company takes care of me or they seem to do things better or like I, I definitely maybe I'm different but I pay attention to detail with a lot mm-hmm. of things and I definitely feel like customer service is a huge huge thing when it comes to businesses and I think so when when companies I appreciate when a company really pays attention to the small details like that mm-hmm. I think that speaks a lot about their brand 
Absolutely. and of itself. So I think not only like does the colors matter and the detail of all the logos mm-hmm. and things like that and uh, and maybe the uniforms or whatever, however your business is or whatever, but I think um, a lot goes to say in, uh, in, or a lot says about the, like the leadership of a company as well. And But here's the thing, at the end of the day, I don't care if you have the best employees, the best uniforms, the best colors, the best logo, <laughs> the best people, the best everything. If no one knows who you are, mm-hmm. you don't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care yeah. if you hire the best graphic design company in the entire world. You don't exist if you don't have people coming in your doors. Right. Or if you're not a, a retail store, you don't exist if you don't have customers. Right. And I think that that's the most important piece of, I think, this whole topic is just content around mm-hmm. you can spend all day w- talking about the other things. Right. But you don't have a business if people don't know who you are. And so, that's your job to educate them. Right. One thing, too, that I've learned from you, Scott, is that I, I used to, just with my own personal brand where I would if I posted something on Instagram I just you know clicked all the things that it would just go to Facebook and go Mm -hmm. to this and go to that and go to that um but you've taught me a lot about that every single one of those platforms has a different audience Mm -hmm. so I think part of what we want to do at Scaling Creative is really uh, educate people on all those different platforms and how to best utilize them. It's just so important to understand like what contextual content is mm-hmm. because people are in a different mindset when they go on these platforms and yet we're trying to speak to them the same language. Right. Like I'm a different person in my brain when I go into LinkedIn than when I go to Instagram than when I go to Snapchat than when I'm on YouTube. I'm a different person and yet we try to do a share all Mm -hmm. and then we see a lot of companies that'll say, yeah, you know, I feel like only our customers, they're only on Facebook because that's really the only place they engage. But the problem is that's only true because the 50 year old that's running their social media in the, their dentist office, Mm -hmm. they're actually just speaking the most native contextual language in Facebook because that's the target market there. Right. Where I think that that's the mistake they make is number one, it's laziness because they just want to hit share all it's easier. Mm-hmm. And they also have become there been so many companies that have exploded by having like a, a app that makes it easy to do that. But then no one has success with things Correct. and no one likes seeing something on Facebook that says from Instagram. Yeah. Like it's like, well, why do I follow you in both places? Mm. Like if you're just going to do it all in one place, I'll just follow, doesn't matter which one I follow. Yeah. And I, I'm always trying to think about how I can create, like what can I do unique on Instagram mm-hmm. versus YouTube versus LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I always will try to make unique edits that are a piece of a vlog or something onto LinkedIn. Or I'll try to do unique Instagram live streams and do something, just something so that there's a reason. If I'm going to tell you to follow me everywhere, like Jiffy Lube down the road says, yeah. like why? <laughs> like what what value are you bringing on those on those platforms? Yeah. And so understanding context and where like demographics and mindsets of how people are in places Mm -hmm. is the night and day difference between actually getting them to like connect with your brand. Mm -hmm. A 13-year-old kid knows that you have no clue to use Snapchat if you share something that you did from Facebook. Yeah. They they just know. They know like this person does not like who does not belong here. It's the random person that didn't have their phone turned the right way or didn't have whatever. Right. That kind of stuff's important too. Like being the person that makes me turn my phone on Instagram, I won't watch it. Yeah. Because you're not building content that actually makes sense in that platform. Right. I mean, I was thinking too, it's like right today, like we have so much more information to actually do target marketing to and share to Pacific audiences through social media and that you you actually, unlike 
before any of this, like, you, you know, when you would put a billboard up on the side of the road, you do not have any idea or TV advertising. You have no idea who your target market is. Mm-hmm. Like you maybe know because of what shows on, what the demographic is that watches at that point in time. But today with social media, you can so much target your market mm-hmm. for who you're specifically reaching that mm-hmm. you can share and promote content to very fine-tuned audiences like never before. And mm-hmm. so you can really customize you, who you're talking to. Yeah, you're not guessing who's seeing it. Right. And when you're not guessing who's seeing it, you can make it much more like relatable. Mm-hmm. When you can say, hey, single mom, we know this is a tough time and you run it to just single moms. Like that's much more powerful mm-hmm. than when you're like, hey, everybody. Yeah. Are you looking to like it hey doesn't guys. it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's almost interesting to think about like so before any of this existed like you're talking about like 60 years ago when people built brands and they didn't have any platforms and any targets. I wonder how much of a demographic of a brand was built simply because the person who created the only creative variable built it around what they liked being a 50-year-old mm-hmm. and their brand became targeted to 50-year-olds. Right. Like, I almost wonder how many brands were actually, like, if you were to think back about that. Yeah. Well, that, that's what we just, we, we were just talking about that. Remember, we, we would say, like, every form of content, quote unquote, a commercial, was always not personalized. Mm-hmm. TV commercials were generalized, mm-hmm. I would right. say. Billboards are very mm-hmm. generalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what do you call it? When you send out mail. And they're the direct, direct mail. mail. Yeah. They're generalized, but not, they're, they're generalized in the, that they're trying to reach everybody, but the right. person who created it. Yeah, yeah, was actually how much I wonder how much they were creating to like their For age their without even yeah. realizing it. Right, right. And right. the brand became a demographic of thirty to fifty year old yes. men. Yeah. Because a forty year old man, man created it, it. and so no one actually yeah. thought about like, are does this make sense? Because like so many times you go to like a church and you can tell who decorated it. Yeah. You you can like <laughs> totally. or you can tell and so like churches do a lot of trying to like oh we want to make sure it's not super flowery because we don't want to make it feel like only women like yeah. it. Yeah. There are things that go into that. And I almost wonder like how many people it makes sense. Brands were built with not even thinking about that yeah. and now they're suddenly in a market they didn't even think that they were right. <laughs> they were going to be in. Yeah, so and I think that's a pitfall of people in general today even and as I've I've worked with people on building their brands is is that they base it off of what they like Mm -hmm. and they don't think about their audiences and you have to almost fight them to actually be like you're not marketing to yourself yep right this is not like it is your company but it really isn't about you Mm -hmm. it's who you're trying to reach and 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 you came to me to get my perspective on it, right. and I will bring a perspective, and I will try to figure out what your brand is and what who you are as an individual and mm-hmm. who you're trying to reach to create the best image as possible yeah. and to reach it. But it's not about, like, it's not about you in yeah. some aspects, yep. and it's not about, like, my favorite color is teal, so therefore my yeah. logo is going to be teal. And it's like, yeah, but that's just not going to work. Or mm-hmm. lime green or, you yeah. know, it's just, it's like, and some things just don't work. And so it's just like, you got to be willing to trust and, and expand and try to get, look at things from another perspective. Another perspective. And, and yeah. we're not trying to crush your dream and your vision, but we're trying to enhance it. And when we were in weddings, it was the exact same, like, the, the final approval whether or not a film was ready was my wife saying it was ready mm. because I don't care if I think there's a super 
cinematic drone shots, a bride doesn't. Mm. And it is it is so important. That's why I love, like, we just recently, a, a client just recently hired us and is to start to do work with us. And in his meetings, he was literally like, I don't want to tell you what to do, just create stuff, because I don't want it to be, like, I don't want it to just be about what I think is cool. Mm-hmm. And that literally is exactly what we want, not yeah. just because it gives us ultimate creativity, but because we're probably more your target market than you are. Mm-hmm. Like people that follow my YouTube channel aren't ones necessarily that are that I'm looking to get business from. Right. And like or that watch this podcast or different pieces. And it is that it's such a good point and, and so important to remember that. Like don't think about just what you like. Think about what your what your audience likes. It's like you're making a foolish decision if you say, I just I hate Snapchat. But if you have a ninety percent or eighty percent clientele of under eighteen years old. Yep. I don't care if you hate Snapchat. <laughs> Your people don't. That's where they are. So like yeah. saying I just I, I only use Facebook. Well, sorry. Like your people don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to realize it's not all what you prefer. Mm-hmm. Like you no, know, a lot of people didn't grow up with this, but they didn't grow up with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you kind of adapted. And you either can adapt or in 10 years from now, you can plan on having a different business that you are trying to work for. Because you're going to yeah. be out of business yeah. if you mm-hmm. care too much. And if you're a business owner listening, I think it's important to understand Like, if a lot of the things that maybe we're talking about sound like menacing or like scary or like, I don't really know how these things all work, but at least you're thinking about it, that's a good place to start. But just hire somebody who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think it's important that even if you don't know how to do all these things, this is the way the world is moving. And so you need to be able yes. to hire someone that knows how to do these things to help you put these things out. It's like my dad. My dad, he's um, he hates cutting grass. Never did in his life. He said he I never will. Grass. So <laughs> I know. But my dad's like, I don't know how to do it, nor do I want to do it. So I'm going to hire someone to do it. Because why? Because it has to get done. And so I yeah. think when you're a business owner, this is the way the world is moving. You have to do these things to be successful, to get your name out there, to do these things. And I think even if you don't know how to do it, hire somebody who knows how to. And I want to make a really, I think, important point in that the amount of times that I see companies hire someone to do something that they don't know how to do yeah. also is a huge deal. Yeah. Just because like your 22-year-old daughter uses Instagram, Instagram does not mean she knows how to sell on it. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I see so many terrible social media mistakes mm-hmm. because someone thought – well, the job application should be, are you 25 years old and you know how to use social media? Well, we're hiring. Yeah. <laughs> and they got them on this Hootsuite account where they could post one little message a day and share it to all platforms. And then mm-hmm. they get fired a year later and they're like, I was posting lots of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know how to sell on it. Big difference. Right. Big mm-hmm. difference. And I always challenge people, like, I'm not saying you have to hire us. Look at who you're hiring and make sure that you feel like they're actually doing what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Don't hire us to produce content if you feel like you don't see any content. Like we produce stuff for ourselves mm-hmm. because it's important. Mm-hmm. Like look at what people are, don't hire an Instagram expert that has 13 followers. Right. But people do it all the time. Yeah. There are people true. that are like, I'm the SEO expert mm-hmm. and they just started their social media account. I'm mm-hmm. like, or they're a life expert and they're 21 years old. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I think even companies like because oftentimes owners feel like, you know, they come to a creative company and then they don't trust that company Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they feel like that that company will not care about their brand and good creative companies will care about your brand and making sure that we're 
And it's not a, I, I don't know how many companies I've seen and it's like they've been like, I've hired this company to create my brand and I go onto their website and I'm like, every single company is cookie cutter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single logo is cookie cutter. It yeah. has the same front. It has the same tagline to style. It's it's the mm-hmm. same. It's cookie cutter and a good, a good marketing and branding and mm-hmm. um, like creative company will target and create stuff specifically for your company and Mm -hmm. your feel and you're doing it because they care about your audience right and who you are yeah and a good creative company should care because if you don't have success with anything we do for you or uh, like you're not gonna hire us anymore like we we need you to succeed when we with our clients like it's crazy the amount of people like you said that are like yeah i'll create a website grab a template boom boom boom. what's your name okay cool perfect and that's it like not putting any thought into like who's Mm -hmm. looking at it Mm -hmm. what type of things do you do well what things Mm -hmm. do you want help in but yeah hiring i also think yeah hiring a creative company and then not letting them do their job is a very dumb decision you're just wasting money if you had it all together don't hire somebody Mm -hmm. But if you hire someone to say we need help with social media or we need help with something, mm-hmm. you got to let them do their job Yes. or else don't. Right. It's- and it might not feel comfortable to you mm-hmm. and it might not make sense to you. Mm-hmm. But also remember that the success isn't going to happen in a week, mm-hmm. in a month. Right. It's yep. going to take months. And I, I think that's why I love so much about what we're doing as a company because just being able to – care for our clients and help them and educate them on these things. Cause there's a lot of stuff that even sometimes I get overwhelmed with not like, I don't know about some of these things and it, it can be overwhelming. I think as a business owner, when you're really good at this one thing, but marketing and creating content and video is not your thing. Mm-hmm. I love that because that's our thing. We can kind of come in and just help our clients. Mm-hmm. Cause not many, not everybody has, this knowledge no nor should you yeah right and you shouldn't feel like you have to become the expert no. if, if you are hire a the expert mechanic exactly. be an awesome mechanic. and great mechanic mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. one out there mm-hmm. but you do not have to be the best at at no. creating content mm-hmm. you can hire somebody to help you create content because mm-hmm. do what you're good at yep yeah it's like juggling all these different plates <laughs> and you just start to break all of them because you're not focused on the thing that you're really good at and the reason why you're in business. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah. And I think it's one thing to do that as a one-man operation. Mm-hmm. Naturally, mm-hmm. you have to do everything. I get it. Um, but the problem is there's a lot of huge organizations yes. that aren't doing it correctly mm-hmm. when they have money to spend. Mm-hmm. But they also, I think still, they are just making the wrong decisions of people they're hiring mm-hmm. so they're saying like yeah we want to go hard on social media we're going to hire 10 social media experts but they all don't know what they're talking about <laughs> so it also just has this and it and that's what's tough is because you don't like you know you work with a company that does this all the time and like there's still constant things that we're talking about so imagine the person that doesn't even ever sell an instagram and all that and mm-hmm. then just because they use they got hired and now they're expected to like build a brand around a company mm-hmm. on social media they're going to have, they have zero chance, yeah. but that's why I think that the hiring process is so important of a company you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Are they doing, I don't take parenting advice from someone that's a terrible parent. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, like, but that's what people do in hiring all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They listen to advice from people that aren't doing what they're actually even trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, someone once told me, like, don't take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's true. It's true. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. of, that's why life coaches don't do well if they're under 30. Mm. You don't have any experience in life. <laughs> like, Pablo, don't become a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> Never will. But no, it's just, the, I think that that's just something people need to be paying more attention to. Mm-hmm. Like, pay attention to who you're hiring mm-hmm. so that they can get you, like, good results. And then give it time, like Mindy said. Like, yep. Hire someone when you feel like you have the right company. Give them time. Give them time. Because if you had a terrible social media presence, they can't turn it around tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It takes months and months and even years to actually start to do things differently that people see your brand as a different value on a a Mm -hmm. social. Mm -hmm. But I think that we're also killing our employees worldwide by having such – we're paying such close attention to analytics and things that it's causing people that are actually doing great things for their company in social mm-hmm. in a long-term game getting fired after six months because they're like, I don't feel like you're making any money for us in social. Right. But like they're trying to make – it takes time. Yeah, it does. Take and then they're like, ah, six months, we're going to do your six-month review, and if you're not getting sales, you're out of here. Mm-hmm. And it, this is not a short thing. Mm-hmm. But neither were any sales platforms. Yeah. But people kept jobs. <laughs> I think the mentality has to change behind that because it's like, that's the thing. People are like, let's try out this thing called content. It's mm-hmm. not something that you should try. It's something that should be happening. Like, mm-hmm. you know how you drink water every day and breathe? That's how a business, I think that's like the business's water. The business's mm-hmm. breath should be content, constant value being pushed out about what it is you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like, I think people just don't get it right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Any, any final thoughts about the power of, creating content you should be doing it Mm. if you're not creating content around what you do you're going to be out of business and you should do a lot of it a lot of it yeah for the people that are asking well how much should i do as much as you possibly can yeah and if you're doing that much do more (laughs) and more and more and more it's the truth if it's valuable i see a lot of people post 25 times a day and 25 times a day this stuff is sales yeah or not value if you're not creating value, mm-hmm. I don't care how many times you post or how mm-hmm. much money you put into the platforms, mm-hmm. you will fail. Yeah. So value-based mm-hmm. content. And the great thing about value-based content is it's the easiest to create. Mm. Because the only thing that takes time is actually thinking about how to sell. Mm-hmm. What doesn't take time is being the education around what you actually do. Yes. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it's money and patience for the long-term game, mm-hmm. which people don't like to do those two things. Yeah. Pablo, what do you think? I agree. I think for those who are thinking about what value means, value is just sharing your story, sharing a message, uh, educating people on what it is you do. I think that that's so important um, because I remember when I heard when I first heard value-based content, I was like, what in the world does that even mean? Like, how do, how do I have value? I don't even know, <laughs> you know? So I used to think about that. But it's you do have value if you're doing something. Yep. And I think that if you share that story with people, it can be very powerful for you. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? Thanks for listening. We, we love to hear your thoughts. So make sure if you are watching this, whether it's on LinkedIn or on YouTube or the podcast platform, please comment. Tell us some takeaways. Tell us some things that you'd like to hear more about because this is about bringing value to just you. And, and obviously, it's just great for us to hear from you. What do you want to learn more about? What could we help you with at all? We're not even saying you have to hire us. We want this to be a place that you can go for valuable resources. So yep. that's it.